please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, it's Treasy. It's Martin the Mailman. And I'm Young Leezy. And we're the Kind of Movie Critics. 60% of us missing uh, that scumbag Corey. Damn. Mr. New Shoes Alert. That doesn't... Huh? Do you want to have a, a linguistics like conversation about what scumbag means? You know what a scumbag is? No, I don't. It's a condom. Scum is a colloquial term for semen. Keep going. That so sounds fitting you call still. Someone a scumbag. You're basically saying they're like a used condom. Damn, Corey, you use condom out here, bro. <laughs> He's so, not going to ever listen to this anyway. He probably won't. But the funny thing is, whenever I because people think like that's like a soft way of cussing at somebody, and mm-hmm. like when I hear people say it, it start like I've heard political people say that on the news. They're like scumbag, and I'm like, you don't know what a scumbag is. That's yeah. like a, not a nice thing to call. Or, or maybe they do, and it just like it just sounds better. It's like it's not know, a whole cuss word. It's yeah, a big cuss word. It's like how you know I know you don't like this word, but like when people say cunt. No, that's a big cuss word. That's yeah, a huge word. No, one. but what I'm saying is uh, like is people, cuss word. but, but yeah. people avoid saying it though. Yeah. By like saying stuff like pussy, I guess, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's a softer way of saying it. It's yeah. misogynistic either way, but I just think it's like, so pe- people say scumbag, like it's like, oh, you're a jerk. Well, no, it's not quite the same thing. Hey. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but yeah, we're here to talk about uh, widows, but I guess before we jump into that, I saw Creed too. You did. Oh, yeah. I saw Creed 2, man. I did not. You know what? This is the only thing I'm going to say about it. So I think to, I really like Creed 1. I really like Creed 1. And I understand it was kind of like his origin story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I already knew going into this, we were going to get a little bit more. We're going to start, you know, delving into storylines now. And of course, mm-hmm. obviously, the Drago, Apollo Creed thing is pretty much like a pivotal point in his whole existence. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm not going to. So I enjoyed it. I'll say that I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy it as much as the first one. No, it's not Ryan Googler. Yeah, but I do like the Stephen Cable dude. I've only seen uh, the ta- uh, the land. I've only he he did this movie called The Land, and that's the only thing I've ever seen of his. I'm not sure if I've watched that. I watch a lot of things and I don't pay attention. It's real indie. It's super indie. It's hard to find. Like you mm. just like I don't know. Show it might be like on Showtime or something. Mm. But and especially now since he has you know this that's come out. Um. The biggest thing to me that's like is almost unforgivable is the CGI, bro. Like <laughs> the CGI for the crowd in the in the boxing matches was terrible, man. I'm sure they could have gotten extras to come in. They just don't want to pay them. Dog, but they should have. You know, for me, it's like it almost fucked the whole movie up mm. because it's because I'm paying attention to how fake the crowd is. It's like you know, it's and distracting. I was. It's what's distracting about it is that. You don't feel the electricity of the place, because mm-hmm. so it's like it it's like hollow. it feels hollow. So beyond just the people, it's like the the people that are not there. It's like the people that are there aren't orating correctly. Mm-hmm. The energy is not there. It just doesn't feel like a packed arena, and it almost fucks up the entire movie for me. Mm. You know, but outside of that, it was fine. It was just did, uh, CGI and uh, Black Panther. Like, did that fuck up the movie at all for you? Only Not in the one real. one scene that was it last, really really the, bad. The, the the fight between the two of them that was like terrible. I think the fight between the two uh, on the, uh, on, the train. Oh, on the train. Yeah, right. it was like their bodies were doing stuff their bodies don't do. Like oh wow, I mean they're superheroes. Yeah, and I guess from a Marvel movie, I almost expect some a certain level thing. of CGI. So it's it's just like well, I mean at that point, I think Guardians had come out. Um, there there have been ones that 
Cap too. Like there have been ones that done CGI way better. I think. I think that was right. like the weak link. But I don't want to go back to a tangent on uh, Black Panther. Right. We know that I'm, you hated it. I didn't hate it. No, you but, hated yeah. the CGI. <laughs> I hated the CGI. Yeah. yeah. So I heard this. I heard this about Creed two that in this movie, Ivan Drago's son is basically like Rocky in the first one. Would you find that to be accurate? Like that's his art. No. No. Okay. No. Not at all. Actually, I just thought about that. That Not Creed is like this big person, and then he's basically no, <laughs> no, no. Well, because he fights. They fight twice. Oh, see. Well, you ruined that film. for me. No, no. It's, I mean, the first kidding. fight happens fast. I mean, probably like twenty minutes, twenty thirty minutes okay. into the movie. And they fight twice. Okay. Yeah, they fight twice because something happens on the first one. Okay. You well, I'm gonna saying? I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But what I will say is that it, you know, in typical, I think, Rocky fashion, and this is the part that people miss about Rocky movies if you don't really get it. Like, my wife doesn't get into Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she just thinks that they're boxing, but there's a lot of humanity about who people are, their backgrounds, you know, what they believe in, mm-hmm. you know, their motivations for fighting. There's so there's a lot of that in here. Oh, you know okay. what I'm so saying? a lot so, of exposition. A lot. Yeah, man. Okay. So so you kind of you understand all sides. And I think it's very interesting what Drago's life was between what happened, you know, from, from Creed yeah. to now. It's yeah. very interesting. That story is very interesting what happened. From when he killed okay. Very interesting. And Rocky Beaver. Yeah. And I, I think they made it plausible. So I shout out to them for 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 making it. Interesting. So, speaking of exposition, I saw Fantastic Beasts too. I don't know if anyone cares about Harry Potter other than me. No, I saw it too. You saw it. What did you think, Martin? Um, it was. It's all right. I mean, I think Harry Potter. I think with these movies, it's just cool to be in that world again. Yeah, that's how I feel too. But yeah, it doesn't feel like Harry Potter. Nah, it's not as tight. It's not all. nearly as tight. But. This this is what I thought. I thought that this entire movie was exposition. And mm. unless you're really invested in the wizarding world, you don't care. Okay. So I'm just kind of, and it's funny though, because um, someone posted Dumbledore as Jude Law um, and it was like 1927 and then they posted him like later. It was like 16 years later. They were like, and it was like the old guy because from oh, a flashback yeah. in a Harry Potter movie, they were like, what the hell happened in these 16 years? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't quite understand what they're doing when they're dancing around this gay relationship between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Like yeah. they, I wonder if they're going to come out and say like that they were romantically involved. I mean, I took it as they were gay, like the way they were looking at each other. I definitely did too. When he was like, you guys were like brothers. He was like, we were more than brothers. I'm Holy like, just shit. say that was your man. Like yeah. Yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to make <laughs> Dumbledore gay, man. just let, we know that Dumbledore's gay. So just let him be gay. It's weird. But <clears throat> yeah, I thought that, See, I thought that in this movie there the reveals were trash because the reveals required way too much explanation in the moment. So I feel yeah. like the setups for the reveals were not very good at all. And yeah, then the like the whole story at the end was just way too much. Yeah. And I, I was like, this is a reason this this motherfucker's black. Like he's not black for no reason. And then I was like, Oh, he's black on purpose, but we have to find out why at the end yeah. of the damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you do find out why. Yeah, but oh, okay. but there are black people in the wizarding world, but I just Typically in a Harry Potter story, like nothing is ever for no reason. Nothing, Gosh. every line of dialogue. And then there were things that I weren't, in, I wasn't interested in. I didn't care about what Lita Lestrange did at Hogwarts. Like, I don't give a fuck at all. It's just, they kept showing, they, that I thought was pointless. I would have, I would have cared more about the backstory related to the reveal. 
than what was going on when she was a child. Well, how'd you okay. feel about like the, I guess, current political allegories, I guess they tried to put in this movie? Say more. Oh, because I mean, I didn't want to spoil it, but I, I don't, he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of <laughs> like Trump, I guess. Johnny Depp in this movie, he's kind of like Trump, um, kind of uh, using fear against like uh, a certain group of people that might be disenfranchised or I guess without magical power or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's using that to uh, scare other people and bring them to his cause. Mm. And so it depends on what side of the fence you're on, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. The violence, he's like, see, they're attacking you. We're not violent. They're the ones who are violent. And I'm like, but you are violent. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. so it is It is kind of the same thing. It's, it's kind of the same parallels. It's like, no, no, you people over there are actually evil. I'm fine. Right. So Grindelwald's whole thing is um, that he thinks that magical people shouldn't live like clandestine lives and that, that muggle comfort should not be valued over magical comfort and the the people at the Ministry of Magic, they're wanting to keep things the way that they are because um, that's how they've achieved peace. Mm. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is he's very 45-ish. Very we don't 45-ish. say his name. Gotcha. Because he is Voldemort. Hey. <laughs> we don't say his name. Gotcha. But I'm just I'm just interested. I do want to know where the story's going. I didn't like what they did with Teeny. I just was like, what the hell? Um, oh yeah. That was weird. The clairvoyant. I didn't. I didn't like that. I want to see what's going to happen with Nagini. Obviously, the people at the Ministry of Magic win. We know yeah. that that's going to happen, but I do want to see how they get there. I'm very impressed with your ability to remember these names because there's a lot of teeny <laughs> yeah. and linguini. What you just said? How'd you How'd you feel about the um, twist at the Nagini. end? Which twist? I mean, the last reveal of the movie. Oh, that. That threw me off because I didn't realize how many siblings Dumbledore had. Because yeah. I was just like, oh, well, Credence lives because he shows up in Deathly Hollows. And then I, because I didn't read the books, fight your mother. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but he show, his brother shows up in Deathly Hollows. I was like, well, Credence lives. And then I looked and it's a different brother. So we don't know oh, what yeah. happened. He got mad brothers. He like, got mad brothers and a like sister. Will Hunter. They said it could be a sister because like. They say maybe she turned into um I guess what that whatever that obscurus or whatever, whatever oh because that they're thing twins is. oh and then she kind of reincarnated as him or something like that maybe. interesting I haven't heard this theory yeah but Teeny so you don't watch Harry Potter but yeah you, you can skip I can't remember Nagini's name because Nagini is is Voldemort's snake Nagini that sounds a little sideways ish what Nagini and Nagini is female yeah. so yeah. that's cute yeah. but um. But apparently she, I don't know what kind of creature she is, but she's a person that turns into, there's a shapeshifter. She's like a werewolf. Okay. But she's a snake. Yeah, but she's a snake. And eventually, but unlike a werewolf, eventually she'll permanently become a snake. And she does, and she's Voldemort's snake. Oh, okay. I have no interest in that, but, <laughs> yeah. but thank you for all of that. We're invested. Thank thank you for being there with me, Martin. Yeah, I don't know man. if I'm invested for five movies. Though. I kind of <laughs> oh, wish it would five? just be a trilogy. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, no, five is a little too much. I'll tell you that right now. It could. Okay, so what I do know is that on the third one, I would like to see David Yates step away. I'd love for them to bring back Alfonso Cuaron. I would love for him to do the third one because his his installment of Harry Potter is my favorite, Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. So I'd like to see that happen again. These Mm. movies are not dark enough. I feel like this series is just starting to get dark, and I'd like to see it get darker. These movies don't feel like they're for children either, is the other part of that. So I don't like how yeah. light they are, I, lighthearted they are. Well, the first one was lighthearted, and I'm like, oh, we're yeah. back in the wizarding world. And now that it's getting darker, I'd like to see it get all the way dark, because watching these movies, they're not for kids. Uh, Do you feel like they're for children? 
Um, I think, I mean, obviously kids are going to watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they really play to kids, though, that much besides, like, the animal stuff and mm-hmm. the creatures and stuff like that. I think that's all in there for kids. And there's no kids in the movie. None of the characters mm-hmm. are children. Mm-hmm. Nah, none of them. What else did you see, Martin? Um, well, I saw um, Record Ralph, but recently I just went hey. to, I was in D.C. this weekend. So I went to the, um, I guess I don't know the full name, but it's the Smithsonian like African-American Museum. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And it was like really dope. Just because uh, it's so huge. I only got to see like half of it. Oh, wow. How many yeah. hours were you there? Four hours. You only saw half of it? Wow. Yeah. You started in the at all the way at the bottom? Yeah. The slave joint. So so where'd you get to with what what area? Well, I got from the slave joint all the way. Like there's three um levels on the bottom, mm-hmm. which is kinda like all the history stuff. Mm-hmm. You start at the slave joint, you kinda move up through um, I guess, reconstruction and the nineteen hundreds and you move up to like current day. Mm-hmm. And it it was just real beautiful because you see all this horrible stuff in the slave museum. They they and it's just weird because it's like I've never seen a museum that like catered to black people or catered to like the black perspective and the black Very experience. Yeah. And it's like they really really do that. Uh-huh. Like I never in my life thought I'd see like Stokely Carmichael in right. like a government museum. <laughs> like Crazy. it doesn't make any sense at all. It's amazing. It, yeah. it, it changed. Like we we took our we took me and my wife took Sienna took my yeah. daughter. Um, spring break of 2018, you know, yeah. to spring break, and um, and and you know, she's, I mean, she was five at the time. She's yeah. six now, but like, she's not at that age where like race is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't talk to her about race like that, but we did that day. Like we kind of yeah. that we introduced her to you know the idea of what this is. This is you know celebrate celebrates Black History, but we 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 let her go into the Emmett. We went to the Emmett Teal. Oh wow! Yeah, and really like really broke down what that was about, and she took it like a G. I don't know if she completely understood, mm. but I, I, she's, she asked a lot of questions, mm. and it was just it was kind of fun explaining that to her. And then we ended up getting the book. Did you? You got to get the book. The book is oh. pretty much like the all the entire, the entire museum just like in book form. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know they had a book. But yeah. yeah, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Yeah, get that. So how was Wrecking yeah. Ralph? Also, oh, it was, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fun. I think with kids, I mean, I think your daughter might like it because mm-hmm. um, she's a little bit older. So she, and she's on the internet all the time, so she'll get a lot more of the references. Like if you if you take a young kid, I don't know if they'll completely understand like a mm-hmm. lot of this stuff. Yeah, because I took I took like a, a three year old and she. She had fun with it, but she would be asking me like in the middle of the movie theaters, and that's like my pet peeve or whatever. <laughs> but, like, what's this? What's uh, IMDb? Like, what's Facebook? What's Netflix? All that stuff. Yeah. So, oh yeah, my daughter knows all about that. I should have taken yeah. her today, but I don't know why that slipped my mind. But we'll do it this week. Yeah, I've seen it twice already. See, Cece won't. So that's her favorite movie. Oh Rick really? Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. So she like she dresses up as Vanilla P and then we go and oh she's singing Slaughterhouse oh no Slaughter Slaughter Race Slaughter Race oh yeah no listen yeah. the song is on repeat when she's yeah. in the car with me <laughs> that was the Julia Michaels song which is a hit to me it's yeah. super dope it sounds it sounds exactly exactly like um uh all the stars from the Black Panther soundtrack oh, yeah. with SZA and Kendrick it's a, it's like a carbon copy clone of that That's like a good the, song. the rhythm yeah it's a hit. Well, I and got some toys whole... that now that I know that that's her favorite movie, I got some toys that, I, that I can give you Ayy. for the free. I Probably got a lot of things you can have. She'll love it. She'll love you for it. 
I think it's worth it. Just like the Disney section is kind of makes it is it's like because it's like they do like a satirical thing with like I don't want to spoil it, but <clears throat> Disney characters and it's mm-hmm. it's like brilliant. I think and they they even pay it off at the end even more, which is really dope. Yeah. Did you see the uh, Stanley? Yeah. Uh, cameo? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really Aww. dope. Yeah, Rest yeah. In peace yeah. With Stanley. Yeah, it's really dope. But shit, man, we're about twenty minutes in. We've been talking about <laughs> other shit other than widows, and I really want to talk about this, man. Let's talk about it. And I want to talk. Corey's not here to read the synopsis, which is fine. We don't need to get into it. But widows, man, listen. I was excited going into this movie. Me and Martin, we went to go see it the Thursday. Right, the Thursday yeah. came out. Went to see it. Sat down. He got this big ass tub of popcorn at per usual. You know, I'm like, Did all you right, find Steve the, McQueen. The cup holder today, that day. <laughs> <laughs> he was on point. Man, listen, I'm going to keep it 100. I I was happy going into it, and I was fucking livid. Like, me and, me and Martin stood outside in the cold for like an hour <laughs> wow. after the movie, and just I was talking. just expressing all my grievances with the film, man. And 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 I don't know if, if you, I don't know what you felt after our conversation, because you seemed to like it coming out of it, right, Martin? Yeah, I think I still like it. Yeah, I mean it's it's entertaining. I enjoyed yeah. it. It wasn't the best thing that I've ever seen in terms of heist movies, but right. I enjoyed it. Right, agreed. Uh, so, all right, right out the gate when the movie started. Well, let's let's talk about what it is. Well, if you don't know what the fuck Widows is, and you're listening, okay, Widows, basically <laughs> 2018 set it yeah. off. Okay, yeah, yeah, you want to explain it? You're probably better. Oh yeah, I mean. We've seen heist movies with women before. We've seen Set It Off. Ocean's 8 was earlier this year. Right. But I guess this is more of a, um, this has more of a reason. I guess even though Set It Off, it was about them like being in a hard situation and trying to find a way to get out. Right. Ocean's 8 is kind of like they just, she just wants to prove that she's as good as her brother, even though I don't know if that's, that might be misogynistic to say. Right. But, um, Appreciate you for thinking about it. Yeah, and um, <laughs> this movie is these four women, their uh, husbands are bank robbers, and they all die. And they're left with this bill from the guy they stole from who found out about it. And they have to pull off a heist to, um, to, pay, get, him back. to pay him back. Yeah. And that's basically the synopsis of the movie. Yeah. But there's a, it's a lot about Chicago. It's, mm-hmm. There's a lot of shades of other things in the movie like politics um the social classes like, hip-hop <laughs> hip-hop we're gonna talk about that because oh, i yes. actually actually read that those are two actual like chicago rappers oh but really the problem is they're not the genre of chicago rap that would probably be should probably be in that scene i think oh okay and i think they he actually did hire like a lot of locals from chicago for this movie i think oh, okay yeah. Well, I'm glad you clarified that because I was definitely going to jump into that. Not like it's still not a good it. scene, but <laughs> it makes it a little bit man. better that they they were actual Chicago rappers. Right, it makes you feel better about it. Like, At least, like yeah. okay, he did a little due diligence. Yeah. All right. So listen, before this movie, and I still and let's be clear, I hold Steve McQueen in a pretty high regard in terms of filmmaking. I think you know, like, I I, I think he has a very good perspective. I think his attention to detail. I think he really knows how to execute story. Um. I like the guy, man. I feel like he dropped the ball. I feel like he dropped the ball here on Widows. Um, right out the gate, I, I don't like. I don't know if y'all have ever felt this way about a movie, but I'm talking about what 
we're talking about 10 seconds in, man, when they were doing the juxtaposition between like Liam Neeson and um and Viola Davis's character, like their relationship to like him robbing the bank. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're here. We're we're in it. Like, did y'all feel that way right out the gate with the yeah, movie? I, I was really grossed out by them making out. That was really uncomfortable to watch. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they were kind of extra. I don't like to watch people make out. Period. And those are two people I don't need to see make out. Like Viola Davis can keep on kissing Nate on how to get away with murder. Like I don't want to see this shit ever. What, <laughs> so what made you uncomfortable about they it? They were old. Okay. And it was a lot. And I guess it was just graphic and I don't need to see your tongue moving in and out and all that good stuff. Like I just I don't like to see people make out. I think they did it regular and he kinda pushed them to do it more like that. I guess maybe to make you a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe to like you're seeing this intimate detail of this person's life. Maybe. I just was like "Mm." I figured they were trying to pull us into how passionate they were. Yeah, Yeah, I did too, which is why some other things threw me off. But Okay. Yeah. All right. I felt that way. I was like, we're in it. I w- but I, I didn't quite have my bearings in terms of like the robbery and what was going on and what her relationships were, what her relationship was to the dirt he was doing. Mm-hmm. Like she couldn't have been completely ignorant. Right. Um, I think it's impossible to live in that world and be completely ignorant. Um, keeping it a hundred. There are times, there are time, not when like a robbery, but like, being in a relationship with someone who was not on the up and up all the time. There were things that I chose to ignore. There are things that I saw that I didn't want to see that I was willfully blind to. Right. But I don't know in what world I had that luxury because I never felt unsafe. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't know in what world you could be with a man who robs people for a living and have that luxury. High profile people. Super unrealistic. Okay. If, If you know that your man robs people, you know that you are in danger. And the way that she reacted in certain situations, I'm like, who is this dumb bitch? Right. Mm, interesting. Well, do you, maybe she didn't know to the, she might not have known the detail of like, maybe she know, okay, he robbed, maybe he's a, a, a robber, but I don't know like who, who's on the other end of the stick. She is a black woman in Chicago and you expect me to her for her to not be this, like she's just this ignorant. She doesn't have any street smarts. Okay. Well, and I feel like that is Steve McQueen not being American. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no, I do. no, because I think a lot of why I didn't like this movie is that exact same reason. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that I didn't like the movie. It was very entertaining. It, I, think I if it enjoyed was, it, but I, it wasn't the best thing I ever saw. Yeah, I, I think it was subpar for Steve McQueen, right? It, like if somebody else would have done this movie, I think I just would have, cool, well, fuck it, it is what it is. You <laughs> so know if what I'm it saying? was like Antoine Fuqua, you'd have been fine. Probably, yeah, because okay. I don't expect much from Antoine Fuqua. Okay. Like, Equalizer was, it was but, entertaining, but, I, but that but shit was it. out of control, bro. Yeah, like, I get it, though. Like, yeah, like, I don't expect much from people that just kind of deliver that. But, you know, somebody who I feel like does their due diligence and really has an attentive to detail, mm-hmm. this this won't it. So, um, I, I got, like, a list of things that really pissed me <laughs> off, but I, I don't know if we should talk about good or bad first. Did you guys feel like this was Chicago? Did you feel Chicago? I've yeah, never been to Chicago, I, I so I can't, so. I, I'm not a good person to ask that. Like, I've been in O'Hare Airport, but like, I've never spent right. time in Chicago. Yeah, Midway. I've been in Midway. But. <laughs> I think so. Just, well, just knowing after the fact, I think I read that Gillian, Friend, Gillian Flynn. Flynn is from Chicago. Okay. And uh, I think Steve McQueen actually spent a lot of time there when he first came here from uh, the UK. Nice. So, and just, I think that scene the uh, I guess the scene that everybody's like talking about 
is basically he leaves the um this poor area and then he drives maybe a mm-hmm. couple of minutes and he ends at his house, which is his rich area. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to symbolize like how segregated Chicago is and how like mm-hmm. the richest neighborhoods would be right next to the poorest ones. Yeah. And that's so, everywhere in America though. Yeah, but I think Chicago is very faint well, very known for being like segregated. Okay. And Especially. that he lives on the edge of this community that yeah. he controls. Yeah, he, he exactly. really shouldn't. Hmm. Yeah, he definitely should not. Um, so, so to me, yeah, it kind of felt like Chicago. I know you hate the whole uh, shooting thing, even though I think that they were referencing Laquan McDonald. Yo, but listen, do you you want to get into that right now? Because I'm, I'm that's good. That's like a twenty minute conversation for me. Should we do that now? Okay. Yeah, and the fine. shooting that he's referring to is the, the whole the sun. The sun that was problematic. And I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna explain why to me that was problematic. Well. See, I we're skipping like it was so unnecessary. Many. Oh, complete. It was. Yeah, uh, first of all, the whole twist was unnecessary to me. The entire twist was unnecessary. It was stupid. It added no value to the film whatsoever. And after that point, everything to me was trash. It was just like the movie would have been better if it just would have been exactly what it was presented to be. Just these women um, pulling off this heist. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm mad at where it happened. And then I'm mad at how she processed it. Okay, let me ask you because me because me and Martin were having a question about this. When when the she went to Coon's uh, uh, character, what's her name? I like her too. Uh, uh, Carrie Coon's character, uh, Amanda. When she went to Amanda's house, right, and the baby was crying, she went to the back, and then the dog started barking at the door. His flask was on the counter. She his, saw his it. flask was on the mm-hmm. counter. Did you know at that moment that he was still alive? I suspected that he was because even before they showed him, Mm -hmm. I was like, either something of his is behind the door or he's behind the door. See, I, I I was like, to me, I was like, this is, I didn't think he was behind the door. I was like, yo, this is just confirmation that he was cheating on her. And I I thought that that, what was behind, I, I actually thought that door was like a closet door. So I'm thinking that like, maybe you know, his I knew somebody was. St- I knew somebody was there because of how she answered the door, and she was like hesitating, like gotcha. she had to go straighten something ahead of time. Right. So I figured something was going on. Well, I I think I figured it was like if she just thought he was cheating, why wouldn't she just walk in the other room and beat that girl's ass or whatever? But if she thinks he's still alive, she really doesn't want to deal with that that reality, so she leaves. Right. Well, see, I. I just looked at it like that, that, you know, even if she was just finding out he was cheating there, like that's still you got to understand he, she's in this situation with this book and I'm like knee deep in this high situation. And then I find out that the man that I, I'm putting my life on the line for. He fucked her. He, he completely fucked, he fucked me over. And, it, you know, he didn't even love me the way that I thought he loved me. So I thought I thought that her reaction was still genuine without her thinking that he was alive. I felt like that was a genuine reaction for I just found out that this man that I'm I've put myself in the middle of every fucking possible bullshit situation right now cheated on me. And that's not what we were presented from the beginning. So to me, that was justifiable, her response to that. I didn't think for a second that she knew that he was alive on the other side of that door. But Martin felt like. Yeah, I, think I just she, felt the way the dog reacted to the door, like the way the dog reacted to his clothing before wasn't nearly as like aggressive or active as when he 
reacted to the door. Right. Like that's something she would have seen thousands of times is him coming to the apartment door and the dog like running straight to the door exactly like that. Mm-hmm. So when the dog does that, I figured she knows he's back there. Well, but the but there was a, a, a scene maybe 20 minutes before that where the dog was reacting. But he wasn't s- reacting that like. The dog was really, really going yeah, off. Yeah, he was really going off. Yeah. Okay. So, so you guys felt like that she knew that he was alive on the other side of that door. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think she knew she just didn't want to face him or face him, basically. Wow. See, I just that whole line about her saying like maybe if maybe if you hadn't been with somebody else he'd be alive, meaning like well I gave you a black son and he's dead because he's black, and then you want to move on and have a life with a white woman. It's stupid. I just was like, uh, okay. So, 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 what indication did he give that that's that was his actual motivation? So I felt like, why are we angry black womaning for no reason? Yo, well, <laughs> like, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand it. And again, I think that that's tone deafness from him not being American. Him, yeah. Like I'm like, why are we, why are we angry black womaning? And why, why is that the first thing that we're jumping to? It felt like, and I hate this term, but it felt like she was just throwing out the race card. And I hate that term. And it was just kind of like, hey, he lost his son, too. He's grieving in this moment also. And the first thing you can think of is that, well, this happened because I'm black. Right. And that you don't, you're not experiencing this the same way as me because I'm black. And I'm like, well, he lost his son, too, in the same fucked up situation. Exactly. And I just thought that it was really callous of them to throw that point in. So, it made her seem shallow. I didn't her, like it. Dog, that's what this so this is the point that I was saying to Martin. I said the moment that he was alive, the moment that we found out that he was alive, the movie took a downward spiral because there were so many things that were the offspring of him being alive that were just really unnecessary and made the movie bad to me. The whole thing about this kid getting shot in the car, it was that was that was bad for me. That was that was very problematic. And I'll tell you why I think that was problematic. So this kid is driving a Benz, right? Where's I, that, so are are we? We're in agreement that that this the cop shooting this kid was supposed to make us feel a certain way about police, right? Or what? What, what was the reason that it was presented this way? I, I think I, I don't know. Well, Go ahead, Mark. I think it's supposed to be like this is a thing that happens on the regular in Chicago, or this is a thing that happens on the regular to black people, right? And it's really just a plot point to why their relationship kind of disintegrated. Yeah. Okay. That, it, that, their, it that their relationship I, was not all roses the way that you see in the beginning of the film. Right. I didn't. Yeah. It didn't make me feel anything towards police. Yeah, it didn't really make me hate police. I mean, I, it's just. But I've seen so many police killings right. that I'm not affected by it in the same way. Okay. I think. So again, so this here's my point, and this is why I did this. This scene almost made me not like the movie. Your kid could have died another way, right? So we're we're talking writing points. They they chose a cop shooting this kid because somebody would wanted to make a statement about something. Can can we agree on that? That hit, the kid yeah. could have died in a different way. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. now the kid could have had leukemia. Right, could have had leukemia. Could have same, same like the same uh story basically. He has leukemia. Yeah, same story, right? So so the cop killing was a choice for a specific reason, right? Now. The kid's driving a Benz. He's on the phone with his dad. He makes an illegal U-turn in the middle of a street, gets pulled over by the cops, right? Never at no point does he acknowledge the police. He's on the cell phone. The policeman's behind him. He's still on the cell phone, right? Doesn't acknowledge the cop. The cop is like, hey, put your hands up. This kid dives into 
the glove compartment. He dives, literally dives into the glove compartment without acknowledging the police. And then he gets shot. Okay. Why I don't like that is because it kind of like it, it leaves the arc too open ended for people to say, see, this is why people, this is why cops are killing people. Like he didn't acknowledge the cop. He didn't like, I looked at that and was like, if I was a cop, I would have shot that kid because he did. You were supposed to feel that. Well, then see, that's problematic to me. I mean, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be because I I have the same feeling. It's like this kid wasn't doing anything and it's unfortunate that he died. But that's the reality of interactions with police. And you know better than that. I think. No. You don't know better than that? No, 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 no. What I'm I think what what I'm trying to say uh, might be different than what you're trying to say. No, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is in that moment. No, it didn't make me feel anything towards the police because I had the same exact reaction that you did. I was like, oh, well, he did that. That's why they shot him. So in that, that's not stupid to you to even, why are it's, we showing this? It's not this? plausible. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's not plausible. It's unrealistic. On, all right. So maybe, maybe I'm not clear on your position on this. It's unrealistic. The whole scenario. The whole scenario is unrealistic. First of all, why, why is he driving a Benz? Okay. Little mixed kid. Why is he in the neighborhood he's in? Why, why is he not better equipped to handle interactions with the police than he is? Especially because his dad's a fucking criminal. All of that shit is not plausible to me. Okay. We live in the world we live in. Black people have the problems they have. And your kid just randomly doesn't know any fucking better than that. Why would you, why would you as a person who is a criminal, give your kid a car that flashy where they could attract that much attention? Right. Why would your kid have... that? It's just not... It's not it's not, this story is not written by people who live this life and it's very obvious. There you go. That's what I'm trying to, like, that, it was something that almost took me out of this movie because I'm like, yo, you gave us this cop killing the kid because you wanted, there. this was your you opportunity. You wanted to say something. You wanted to say it something. Was Spike Lee and, <laughs> and the shit that you said mm-hmm. was actually more worse. It's like more hurtful than it is. It's more hurtful than you just fucking saying something. It's stupid. It, it's bad. Now it's bad writing. Now I'm like, yo, now this is bad writing. A lot of shit was bad writing. When when Brian Tyree Henry shows up at her house and mm-hmm. she opens the fucking door, mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Who are you? Right. And why are you? I'm a regular ass person right. who is not in close proximity to people who are in the street at this point in my life. And I haven't been for a very long time. Right. If you are on my porch and I don't expect you to be there. I am not opening the door. I may not even acknowledge you by peeking through the blinds. If you ring the doorbell more than once, I open the blinds and go, get off my porch. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking open the door and then hesitate real quick to close it. Who the fuck is this lady? Like, and I don't care who you are when you're on my porch. I've seen little white kids with like, I'm selling something for Bible. I don't give a shit. Get off my porch. I don't know you. It doesn't, I'm not giving you, if I don't have cash to give you, I'm not giving you a check because I'm smarter than that. And I'm definitely not giving you my debit card because I'm smarter than that. What the fuck do we have to talk about? Get off my porch. Amen. So so beyond that, I have sense enough to know that that's how people get robbed. The guys are, the guys are standing on my porch trying to sell me something from Verizon. That's cute. I'm not opening the door. Yeah. Amen. Let's go back to the shooting because Martin <laughs> um, wanted to say something. Okay, I think... 
I took it as, and it's not in the movie, it's probably not on the page, but I took it as Viola Davis probably felt insulated because of her husband's status as like probably one of the key people in the city. And they transferred that like insulation to their son in a way that made, maybe she never had the talk with him or maybe the father, of course, he definitely probably never had the talk with him where he knew like, I'm a black kid in this city or whatever he probably they probably thought they were at a certain class level that that didn't apply to them yeah it is unrealistic but that's how i took it he's a criminal he that makes sense if we're talking about larry graham right when he was like i can't believe i have all this money i sent my son to college and the campus police are harassing him because he's black i'll take that from him i'm not taking that from you who robs people for a living Mm. i'm not i'm sorry this is just people who don't live that life and they just don't know what the fuck they're writing. It's just, it, none of it makes sense. And I'm sorry, even if she's insulated from his lifestyle, she's still a black woman. And I don't, I know very few black women who grow up, um, who, who are bootstrappers that forget what the fuck danger looks like. I don't, I don't know any. Hmm. I know plenty of women who are not bootstrappers who, who have been born into what most consider like a privileged black lifestyle. And they're not that stupid either. So, okay. And I'm trying to figure out how as a criminal, you don't put shit in your wife's name when she has all her money is legal. Hey man, I just, that's what most people do to, to, to protect themselves and their assets. Right. Why wouldn't you put things in her name? Right. That's fucking dumb. So you're you're going even deeper than I even went. My whole thing was <laughs> yeah. like it's not plausible, it's unrealistic. And I so, just think that people who don't are not acquainted with with African American people on the who who live these lives yeah. are writing this bullshit. Yeah. I I agree. Well see, that's the thing. Steve McQueen was okay, yeah, no, that goes to your point. Steve McQueen McQueen was co writer on the, the He's black, yeah. but he's not African American right. and Gillian Flynn is a white woman. Right. So that whole scene was problematic to me and it was unnecessary and we would have never have gotten it if the whole twist didn't happen. In my opinion, it wasn't right? necessary. It wasn't necessary. The kid, listen, we could have got the same effect if he sent the kid to buy something from the store that he was that he needed for a job or something like that. The store gets robbed and the kid gets killed. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, it's I mean like, if they wanted to make it a black white thing, we could have given them sickle cell. There's a million things we could have done. My thing is like, why make it a black and white? This whole I, I don't movie think that was that not was necessary. The, that's what I'm saying. The whole the whole canvas of the movie was not a black or white thing. It, I, we're talking um, a fucking heist. Outside was, of them two being was, a couple, no, it was it was it was, it was, it was yeah. black and white. It was class and race in terms well, of like class. I'll give you class and race. Well, race just because as a byproduct of politics, right? Like you need the black vote. You need the. It was to me race wasn't really. It wasn't on the. You didn't hear Robert Duvall say? Yeah, say he said something about niggers. Yeah, I heard. You, you that. wanna let a nigga take this seat from us? Yeah, okay. I mean, no, no, but it was meant to invoke it, the sentiment in the that it did. Right, and I, I, I mean, in the context of politics, yes, but even that, I didn't look at it as like. I didn't think that a, was unrealistic. A, That's no, unrealistic that wasn't. That's realistic as fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At that point, we were still, we were, st- I was still a plus with the movie. And Brian, Brian Tyree Henry's character, like. That was unrealistic as fuck, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, All yeah. of that. that. That whole, that was crazy, man. And then, oh, I'm a, okay, I'm going to give you the first clue that I knew that this is going to be kind of bad writing. You ready? When they first introduced Daniel Kaluuya's character, and he was like, J. Tim, and she was like, she said something like, oh, I love you. She said something about I love, because, you know, J. Tim means I love you. J. Tim, yeah. In, 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 in Haitian, French. yeah. Oh, well, Creole, yeah, excuse me. Same, same <laughs> difference, I guess. 
Um, um, and that, you know, she said something like, you know, Colin, Colin Farrell's little right hand campaign manager. She said something like, Oh, she basically said something in reference to, I love something. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Jay Tim kind of looked at her like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, and I was like, well, really? Like, this nigga's name is J-Tim? Mm -hmm. Like, really? That's what we're about to do here? That's his name. He's supposed to be a menacing character, but this is his name. Well, you know how they give people stupid names. And the thing is, like, he has so much love for his brother. I get it. It's corny. The nigga introduced himself like that. He didn't introduce himself like, yo, I'm J. I'm Q. Because you, you the wild one, right? You the wild one in politics that's not supposed to be here, right? I don't know no street nigga that introduced his name by his actual fucking name. These <laughs> are people who do not live this life. Yeah, no, I get it. Okay. I'm that just is saying, the whole problem. Yeah, here. that's the, but that's just what, that was the first clue to me where I was, you know how you said you, you turned a willful blindful eye? Mm -hmm. so that was the first time I was like, well, this is kind of awkward, but I'm going to let it fly because it probably has <laughs> also, a meaning. Also, that whole scenario of like, we're, we're these badass motherfuckers in the street and you know, like, this is my dog, meaning like, you know, he eats all the food for us. Right, right. <laughs> so, so this is my dog, right? And I'm going to, he's going to, he's my muscle. It's my brother. He's my muscle. If you are really trying to enter the world of politics and you are a dirty person, you need to lay low as much as you can. Yeah, don't bring that, don't have that nigga sit next to you. You have him sitting next to you. People in the community are very aware of who he is. They're very scared of him. Very scared of him. And then you just have him... You Just tell him there. to chill, but he you're still letting him roam yeah. like a dog. Like a dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that was stupid. And eat your food. So <laughs> That was bad. Yeah, like I don't I don't under, I don't understand that. I'm like, what? He's your campaign manager? Like this is what this is? Yeah, like it was Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. No, let's let's just be real. This movie I'll, wasn't as good as I'll be as honest. The one the one corny thing about that that uh uh that scene between I guess Colin Farrell and Brian Tyree Henry was when uh, um, Daniel Kaluuya asked him why they're running. And I was like, wouldn't y'all have that conversation like months ago? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> right. I was like, why are we doing this? It was like, yo, we, we have a whole campaign like post out. Yeah, so it's, it's too late to ask like, questions. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> we done printed shit off. On the trail? <laughs> yeah. We done printed shit off. Like, like eight months that. down the road, he's like, wait, why are we doing this? <laughs> Bro, listen. Man, so... I don't even know where to go from here because now it's just like, now just, that's what I'm saying, man. This is going to turn into a bash thing. I almost wanted to say what was there good. There are some good things. I got another bad thing that I didn't like. Okay. Let's, um, let's talk about some good shit about the movie. I love the characters. I like the characters too. There are characters that I cared more about. Um, I'd say the character that I cared the most about was, what was the blonde chick's name? What was Elizabeth DeBecky, I think. El Elizabeth DeBecky. The, the, the tall character. girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First I, of all, <laughs> Lucas Haas shows up for like he's her leading man like he's he's uh, he the one that's bad, supposed man. to come well I, he, he actually, like eat the hawks long lost crackhead brother <laughs> he, he does but why they spray him orange like that yeah, he like looked bad, that's man. not his normal he looked relatively normal when he was in um what was it called the the other one Christopher Nolan. Look, oh, I can't. I think Inception. He looks. Inception. Oh, yeah, he yeah, looks. Yeah, yeah. He looks high in Inception. That's not fifty years ago. Like yeah. what? I'm like with Dumbledore. Yeah. Like what the fuck happened yeah, in this bad. little bit of time? I think it's because of the spray tan. Like, and his makeup wasn't sitting right with it. It was just really weird. But her character, out of all the characters in the entire movie, I felt like was her character and Colin Farrell's characters were very developed. Mm. 
I cared so much more about her than mm. I cared about Viola Davis. Mm. And that's because I think that she had the biggest um she had the biggest paradigm shift in terms of like coming into her own and what she was capable of doing and believing in herself, which is what all of them were supposed to be experiencing, right? right? I thought it was odd that it was focused on her. Mm. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like so I was rooting for her more than anyone else for her to say, hey, I'm not dumb. I'm not all these things that people are saying. And like, I don't think I'm not going to put that on race like that. They wanted us to care about the white woman the most. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was bad writing. I wanted I wanted to I didn't give a fuck about Michelle Rodriguez's character like at all. Right. I cared more about Cynthia Erivo's character. Mm-hmm. I'd say I cared about I Michelle like Rodriguez's character the least. I and cared I, about her a little bit during the funeral when the uh, mother was like, well, it's all your fault. And she was like, nah, he went into this life. It's still your fault. Right. That's kind of when I cared about her. I'm, right. and, but but that's where it stopped. Yeah. We we saw so much of Elizabeth Debicki like, oh, her husband was beating her. And yeah. then her mother was like telling her to go be a prostitute. And yeah. then we get to see what happens to her when she becomes a prostitute. Then we get to see what happens yeah. when she realizes that she has her own power. Like. I cared the most about her. Mm-hmm. I cared the least about Michelle Rodriguez. I'd say I cared about her. I cared about Cynthia Erivo, then Viola Davis, then Michelle Rodriguez. You mm-hmm. cared about Cynthia Erivo more than Michelle Rodriguez? Because she wasn't... Yes. I'm talking about l- looking at these characters and who I actually cared about, yeah. who I was rooting for. I cared very little about Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Obviously, yeah. I cared about her the least. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I actually almost... Cared about Viola Davis the least. I mean, she's down there. It's like watching Orange is the New Black. Like, you don't care about the main character. Like, you're least attached to them. Right. Yeah, and right. that's, I mean, I care. I, I'm saying she's low on the totem pole. Right. But I just, that was strange. I didn't understand why if this was, a, this was supposed to be about women and empowerment and, and all that good stuff, right? About women being able to survive on their own, even when men make messes, right? Is, see, like, is that what it was supposed to be about? I don't know what the fuck Steve McQueen was doing, but that seemed to be like the overarching message there, right? And then there were all these other messages that he wanted to, right. to give you also. But why develop that character so much mm-hmm. and develop the rest of the characters so little? Mm-hmm. There's a huge gap between how much we know about this character right. and the rest of them. So, like, Viola Davis doesn't even have a family. Yeah, no, that shit is crazy. The shit is crazy. Like, yeah, Every, like how she, all of them she is. have all of them have families. Right. She doesn't even have a family. She doesn't even have a family. Yeah. Cynthia Erivo has a mom and a daughter. Yeah. Well, I took that as like what I said before: her insulating herself, like in her relationship, she probably at some point like insulated herself and moved up in the class system and kind of cut everybody else out of her life except for her kid and her husband. Hmm. I, don't, I, I didn't feel that, though. I feel like that's that's a lot of jumping from inferences. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not plausible. It obviously yeah. is. So I know how you got there. But you had to do some... some, yeah, some, some you yeah. really have, like, Jordan-type hops to get there. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just classified all under bad writing. No, it is bad writing. And it's bad execution. Because we know nothing about her other than she's his wife. Right. This she doesn't have a life outside of that. Well, she was um, the, she, she was obviously a teacher, and yeah, then she became like the, the head of the teachers' union. She became yeah. the head of the teachers' union, but that's also a plot device to get her in the room with the aldermen. Yeah. That's true. So it, she doesn't have a life outside of. Yeah. 
outside yeah. of it moving the plot forward. We don't, they don't, they don't make us care about her at all. Out of, yeah. out of curiosity, in your theater, um, when you watched it, the whole scene where Michelle Rodriguez was kissing that dude on the on the sofa, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about, the, the mm-hmm. widow, did people in your theater laugh? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. It was just kind of like, people were kind of like, first of all, I was, I went to where we normally watch movies and I was disappointed for once in how much people talked. Oh, okay. So I was just kind of like, yo, shut up. Right. I, I like, I, I, I literally shushed out loud. I was that person oh, wow. in the theater. <laughs> so, well, so, but, but I don't remember cause they just, they were talking the entire time. So. so, and when we watched it, the theater erupted and that was like the only time the theater erupted in laughter. And I was like, yo, what was funny about that? It, it was uncomfortable for me because I was like, yo, I don't think this is supposed to be a humorous moment. It, I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. Dog. The, oh, am I lying, Martin? Did the whole oh. theater like? Yeah, they were laughing. They laughed, and I, did. Did you understand why it was funny? I think because it was a little absurd, or they could have took it as she was kind of finessing him, like she kind of got. I I took it as she got. She was in a bad situation because he caught her in a lie or caught her in some stuff, and maybe was going to contact the police, and she figured out a way to use her grief to get out of that situation. But I don't even feel like that's what happened. She oh, didn't yeah. seem that smart. Yeah, it felt like she just, she just, she told they exactly connected what they on connected. The moment. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, like I'm like, and I don't even know okay, who I'm to blame to this on. So, she's not that good of an actress. Like, I would believe that if she was a better actress, but Damn. it felt real. <laughs> it felt no. I'm with you. It felt real. Right. It didn't. It didn't feel like. What you're saying, again, makes total sense. And I don't have to do some Jordan hopping to get to that conclusion. But she didn't sell me on the fact that she was even that smart. Well, you, you mean to tell me she all of a sudden... Because, okay, with, with Elizabeth Debicki's character, we see how she gets that smart, right? right we see yeah. how she's can't do anything and she's helpless to, like, she's empowered, right? She finessed them. Yeah, how she can finesse people. And we know that she's finessing people, right? Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez's character just kind of like let her man run her into the fucking ground. And like, then she still wasn't figuring shit out because Elizabeth Debicki figured it out for her. So yeah. like, why in this moment is she all of a sudden so smart that she's finessing people? Well, it felt real to me. Yeah, well, my thing was like, if 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 you're just being smart to get out of a situation and then like using the truth, like to me, there. You know, when you finesse somebody or you're finessing yourself out of a situation, you're kind of pumping it up to be a little bit different. But she just told exactly what happened. So, but that can still be a finesse. It can be, but I uh, didn't so, feel I didn't feel yeah, like it was. That, then, then that's just where we end up. Then maybe the acting. I just don't. Maybe see she's how a better actor than I'm giving her credit for because Martin walked away feeling like there was some subtlety there that I, I we didn't catch. I don't think Michelle Rodriguez is a bad actor. I don't think she's actress. a good one. At I think all. She, she's an icon. Like. She like in interviews she talks about how like when she first started how like misogynistic the parts were and how like she would always be a slut or she would always be this thing or that thing and she kind of just kept demanding in, in executive offices like no she needs better dialogue no she needs her own arc no she needs this and that and I'm sure a lot of women kind of benefited from that especially right. in action movies that's dope that but is I, dope yeah. she just really wanted to be in this movie really bad then well no nah, she actually turned it down the first time I see why <laughs> yeah. she was smart <laughs> um you know you know the sad part and and I I don't want to keep bashing Steve McQueen man because I know he's got he's got hits <laughs> in him man so I I know this ain't really but the fact that he said that this was like a pet project of his that he was <laughs> a passion project remember he said that John, yeah. on the little interview thing at the beginning he said that this was a passion project I'm like yo fam this can't 
This like, can't that, be the, your opus. This can't be your passion <laughs> project. Why did you lay it all online for this one, bro? Like, so anyway. Um, well, did you feel, because I know he was supposed to have an HBO show and it never worked out. <laughs> if this was an HBO show, do you think it would probably would have been better? No. Stretched out over 10 episodes? No. I, I don't mean, know. You, if you, you have a writer's character. room. You have more people like and being have, like, yo, you this have is more corny. Time to develop characters, yeah. too. I guess you can make a case for it. Yeah, because it was originally a TV show, I think, on the BBC. Oh, this was? Yeah, Widows. I can tell you how I would have, it was, but how I would have told this story, I'm curious if it's the way that they told it, is that I would have told the same story concurrently over however many episodes that there are characters from their perspective. Uh Oh, same incident. Yeah, so I would, yeah, and I would have had the last scene be the culmination. I wouldn't have had the reveal that dude was alive until like the the penultimate right. episode and then you see it come together and then that's the way I would have told that story. My, my thing is man, just, I just don't understand why they felt like they had that had to be the reveal. I don't feel I don't understand why they felt like they needed to have that twist. It might have been a twist in the original show though, or maybe not. Or maybe he was wanted to 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 tell it differently than the original yeah, show. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I'd have to well, one thing I didn't understand about his plan was he was supposed to pay this guy back maybe like $2 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's robbing him to pay him back? No. Oh, well, he's robbing his dad to pay him back because that was all his dad's money. No. You know what the funny part is? Because remember, we talked about this. His plan wasn't even for this shit to actually happen. His plan was that she was going to sell the book back to motherfucking to Brian Brian Terry Henry's character and he was gonna rob them dog really like you're a mastermind and you think that these motherfuckers are gonna buy the book back they're gonna buy yo maybe but but they don't I got a headache thinking about this yeah but and they don't they don't that is very stupid and then they don't it is super stupid. You're going to sell the book to the guys you stole the money from, so they steal the money from these other people, and then not, you rob he's them? Not, he's not. He's he's counting on Brian Tyree Henry not connecting him to the the alderman. But here's here's the issue, right? <laughs> With that, if Brian Tyree Henry is running a campaign, right? Right. Why is he then supposed to turn around and rob rob his opponent in the campaign? This is what I'm that saying. That is fucking dumb. And that somebody's going to pay two million. You're going to pay. They lost two million that you stole from them, and they're going to pay two million no, for this book. No, he wasn't saying that they were going to pay. Oh, they're just going to absolve that. The was going to be the payment. Like I'm going to put you onto this job. That in real life, what would have happened was they'd have been like, okay, no, bitch, now you have to die. Yeah, and that'd have been yeah. the end of it. And they may have robbed the people or not. No, I'll tell you how this would have happened. They'd have been like, oh, cool, thanks for the book. You owe me two more. You still owe me two my fucking two million because there's a risk in doing this fucking job. So I'll take the book as interest and you pay me my fucking two million. Because I can always go get that money at any time. There you go. Well, like, I think the idea was to get it on election night. I think that was the idea. That was the whole the thing? Yeah, that was the plan in the book. That was an asinine plan, man. I mean, it, it obviously it worked. It worked. Yeah. Bruh, this is written by people who don't live this life. And that is always my... You know what made The Wire so good? Because yeah. the people who on the ground are part of well, the story. Well, they're telling the they're story, telling right. you what parts of your story don't make sense. Yo, well, ch- you don't have the people on the ground in the room with you. You get this shit. You get some suburban person's idea of what it might be like. Do you know what I you know what? I'm gonna tell you why exactly why I know him coming back wasn't part of the original. That was guaranteed a Gillian Flynn fucking after seeing <laughs> Gone Girl. Oh, that girl. was guaranteed 
her writing that into this fucking shit, man. I, you can't convince me otherwise, man, because there's no reason that motherfucker should have been a lot. Like they spent, like, come on, dog. You, we spent. Oh, I got a fucking headache, man. Somebody take over it. <laughs> like, yo, I'm so mad at this movie, man, because it's like it didn't really have to be this. It didn't have to be this stupid. Like it was like I was just sold off of women pulling off a heist. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I was completely sold off that. I didn't need a fucking Kaiser Soze moment. <laughs> I really didn't, man. Like I really didn't. Um, I you needed it though to tidy it up. No, no, she she should have been able to get her revenge because he fucked her so bad. Like no, this is what I'm saying. He just why couldn't they just had a great relationship? Why couldn't the conflict just been trying to get in this fucking house? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you, like we're adding too many layers of things that I don't fucking need, bro. I love pepperoni pizza the way it is. <laughs> I don't need. I don't like this whole pineapple on pizza shit. <laughs> they, they just gave me pineapple on a perfectly good pepperoni slice, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and it's and it's fucking it's excessive. They put broccoli uh, on your pepperoni. Oh slice. my god, I was, bro! I was kind of disappointed that like pretty much every dude that was in the heist wasn't shit. And every woman that does the heist is like a great person. Right. I mean, except for um Carrie Coon's husband, but you don't see enough of him to know like who he was. I didn't know anything about him. Yeah, except that he was the driver, I guess. Um well, I, okay, one. so here's the thing though. Like, why did why did that bother you? Because it is it not realistic that someone who makes their living off of taking from other people that they would not be an honorable person? Well, I think in heist movies, like a lot of times you portray them as like honorable people. Like some of them are portrayed as honorable people, almost like a Robin Hood trope or something like that. Where like these are decent people that just rob banks. And it's like, it's not your, like they even go into the banks like it's so not you your wanted money. The town. Like that's what you wanted? Well, not, well, yeah, the town, I don't know if I would call them all good people, but it's like, well, everybody has to be an asshole. No, it's you're like, saying like that you needed a Jeremy Renner, but then you also need Yeah, you need Ben Affleck uh, to balance them out. Yeah, it's like you can't like everybody has to be bad. I don't I I, I didn't think I, I needed that. I think that's that. more yeah. realistic than having the one good-hearted guy who's just sucked into it. I well, think realistically people who rob people have very little regard for other people. Well, let's just let's just Talk about the elephant in the room. First of all, the town was like the reciprocal image of set it off, like down to the relationship with the bank teller and mm-hmm. all that other shit, right? Yeah. But and I feel like that that was the arc of set it off. I don't feel like Jada Pinkett. I feel like the only one that was re- the only two that were really bad in that were they were not career criminals though. Like the level uh, the level of planning that went into what he was pulling off and the time span that he was doing it. Mm-hmm. And the amounts of money that he was getting away with. Crazy. People who do that as a career. Like, literally, like, I steal. Like, yeah. and it's, like, I steal for a living. You are, are then trying to convince me that most people who steal in real life. Well, career criminals. Career yeah. criminals in steal. real life are these honorable people. Yeah. I understand. I think the heist genre is kind of built off that, that there's at least one honorable guy, though. So you want to keep seeing the same movies? No, but I kind of want to see the tropes. And, well, of course, they did that trope where you thought he was an honorable guy, and then and you find out he's terrible. See, you would have yeah. got it if the twist didn't happen, Martin. Yeah, I know. Everything, you, <laughs> everything we don't like about this film happens because of the twist, man. Let's just be clear. No, that's real. I'm thinking about it in retrospect and how you have to, like, retrofit the twist into the movie. Yeah. And it 
to, I mean, I, I totally see what you're saying. So have we taken the twist out of the movie? Let's talk about how the ways that the movie would have been better, right? Oh, Had we taken the twist out of the movie, then he wouldn't be alive, right? Correct. So then we don't need the black versus white thing. There and her saying like, oh, you don't want to be with me because I'm a black woman. Then we don't get accidental, problematic, angry black woman either, right? right? We don't need the dead son anymore. So we don't get that stupid ass scene, right? We don't get the dumb scene. So, um, so we also don't need... What else? We don't need that interaction where he has a baby, so we don't need that weird thing either, right? right? So it could just focus on these women. That means we have more room for exposition for us to know more about these women's lives. There it is. And the conflict is just them getting in the house and getting the money because of what's riding on it. They already created the the problem. The problem is if we don't get our money, we're going to fucking kill you guys. Mm -hmm. So that's the problem. You're up against this. So we could have made him die by accident. He di- he could have died. You know, he could have just died the same way it looked like he died. No, I'm saying by accident, like that the cops showed up and it was an accident, not like. Yeah, well, no, no, the way it was presented, it seemed like not that it was an accident. It seemed like the cops shot it up and it exploded. No, that's what I'm saying, though. But he died on purpose. He died. I'm right. doing air quotes on purpose. Right. So if we take away him dying on purpose and he dies on accident, then he still gets to be a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He still gets to be a good do guy. We need, so did, so that would that would resolve your problem, Martin. But then yeah. do we need all those other people to be shitheads? Well, or to well, work well at least the, at least. OK, we would still have Liam Neeson is kind of a decent guy. And Carrie Coon's husband, we left with. Not enough to say that he's an asshole the way we got with Michelle Rodriguez's husband and the other guy who was slapping slapping his wife up. We don't need Carrie Coons' character at all. Well, we don't. Yeah, we really don't. I mean, it's it's cool to have her in there. She was the hesitant one that they had to replace. That 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 whole thing was still cool. Mm-hmm. I think it was just cool. No, they didn't. She they had to replace uh, Bash. They needed a driver because Bash got murdered. Well, he was the only yeah. decent person in the the only decent man in the movie. That's true. Bash, yeah. which was a man was oh my god <laughs> that was stupid so this guy's just loyal to he's so loyal to your husband that he's just here after he dies and you know that there's no money and it's cool i'll just drive for free the rest of my life he probably felt sorry for her because of all the stuff she had been through yeah but let's we're talking and then about too, if that was his if that was his purpose in life then he doesn't really know anything else either that's fine well I'll, I'll live with that i'll live with he's just as kind-hearted i can't do nothing else in my life i feel bad for you you gave me the car, so that'll at least give you another month of me for free, or I'm indebted to you to drive it. Whatever, man. But just the whole way he died, though. I'm t- okay. Here, so as much as I like Daniel Kaluuya's character, I really did. He, he, no, his acting was amazing. It, it was, but it was excessive too. I felt like the character there was, some, was overdone. Yes, I, I felt like that they he. I don't know if this was him doing this or Steve McQueen under Steve McQueen's instruction, but he was a little too unset like. He was too unsettling, right? You feel like, like he was bigger than a human? He was like... I just felt like there's n- no person with that much like apathy in the world. Like, I mean, there is, but <laughs> there is, but it's... Is he t- scary if he's relatable? Yes and no, man. Like, okay, I've met killers, right? I have too. But they're regular people. They're regular point. people that make jokes and shit. <laughs> Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like anybody who's that uncomfortable, like they're not leading the situation. They're not walking into like the room and like everybody's answering to them. Like they just answer to somebody. They do their thing. They do their stuff. 
and they're out the way. Now, I'm, I don't. So I don't know any goons. I know killers, but generally, it's like I'm a normal person until you take me there. But there I will go. kill your ass. Like, so he was doing too much. Like, like okay, the first taste of it was when 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 homie was rapping and he was just all in his face, like like Michael Myers. <laughs> that he was, was looking that at, was that was wild. <sighs> I think, but that was supposed to make you uncomfortable. Right. That whole scene yeah. was meant to make you uncomfortable. Was to make you uncomfortable. And that's cool. It accomplished that. I wasn't mad at that. I really loved I thought it was unnecessary. I, honestly, my favorite scene was the scene uh, in the bowling alley. Yeah. yeah. I, think that that, that, I think he accomplished it with that, and that was better. That was good. Now, then we It was move realistic, on. too. Then we move on to him, the, the, the way they did Bash Dirty, right? When they killed Bash. That's where it was like, I just shut off. Because it was- he he goes in here, he stirs up this emotion, and then he basically sicks the dogs on him, and then he sits down and he's all intently in the television. And I was just like, oh, now we're trying too hard. We're trying too hard to make this guy like, I don't give a fuck about nothing. And like, but I'm gonna do something normal to show like that I'm well, just he turned unfit. the TV up so you couldn't hear him. Yeah, but it's like you could have turned that up and went back to the action. You turn that up and act like I'm all into this and like this doesn't bother me. We know you don't watch sports, bro. Like, we know you don't. You kill people, and that's what you do. You don't, you're not into what's happening on television. You're not a regular guy. You're not a regular person. We've established this. So why now you're a regular guy watching TV with the TV up loud? Like, it was just too, it was, that was too much of like, I'm just going to do, I, like, this kid, your character is weird. Your character has no connection to reality. So that's what you're going to do here. You have no connection to re. You understand what I'm saying? I feel like the, I feel like that that is more a, a direction choice, like a directing and an editing choice than it is a reflection of Daniel Kailua's ability to, to sell the character. Because as unrealistic as I also agree that that character is, Daniel Kailua was very scary without with very little effort. And very, so right. he killed that. Yeah, he, he did, he did a good job. Um, but I do agree with you, and I've told you this before, that these people who don't live these lives write these parts, and then you have the 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 meanest, toughest dude saying the wildest, most unrealistic shit. And you and I'm like, oh, this is the guy you're scared of? Crazy. Okay. Crazy, bro. Like, cause cause okay, you I have to assume. This is how good you know if someone's written like full dimensional, right? Mm-hmm. Someone someone should still want to fuck him. What do you mean? As a human being, uh-huh. someone should still want to fuck him. I should still believe that there are qualities that he can at least display to make a woman have sex with him. And there's oh. nothing about this man that would make me like Oh, he's not mysterious. You know, no. Like, women want to fuck the mysterious guy? No. He's too mysterious? He's he's unnerving. Okay. Like so- I Again, I know people who are killers just like you do, right. but there's not a moment when I'm in the room with them and being like, why would anyone fuck him? I know exactly why someone would. Right. I'm looking at this guy like, who's giving him some pussy? Like, who is who is around him and doesn't go, oh, fuck, you're creepy. Right. And at any moment, you're going to hurt me. Interesting. I, n- I never thought about it. I mean, of course, I'm not thinking about whether I want to fuck a guy or not. That's not my choice. No, trope. that's not what I'm saying, though. But like, if you're writing a you're villain, saying, they should be human enough. This is your litmus test. If you're writing a villain, they should be human enough that someone wants to give them some ass. Like, 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 Pro tip from Leezy. I'm just saying, like, yeah. when you're watching Eric Killmonger, at no point are you like, why is this bitch giving him some ass? You right. know why. You're like, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, you, he's at least, you, you know why. He can get in her ear and make her believe in the fucking revolution. He's the savior. That's why he's getting some ass. No, I mean, don't get don't get me wrong. No woman is having sex with Daniel Kailua in this movie, but I have to believe that a woman would right. for me to think that he's a real person. So his name, Jatem, doesn't do it for you? No, because 
I'm not gonna say it on thinking. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> My nigga's name was Jatim. Like, I love if, you. I know. Even if that was your real name, though, like that, you don't do that. You don't. Yo, my name's Jatim. What was what was Brian Tyree Henry's character's name? I don't know, man. I have it here. Something fucking normal. <laughs> their whole that whole thing. Jamal. Man. His name's Jamal. Yeah. Jamal and Jatim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Martin, man. The more we talk about this movie, the less I like it. Man. You, <laughs> you like enjoyed the, it, though. You don't like the preacher part? The, oh, no, that was real. That, that was real. That was, that was the real. most realistic yeah. thing in that movie. That was realistic as fuck. Yeah, yeah I like that part. Um, I mean, there was a lot of likable scenes. Like I said, the, the whole the whole uh, bowling alley scene where he was poking his legs. He was like, oh, yeah. shit, you can't feel them. Like, I thought that was pretty entertaining, you know, like. That yeah. was unnerving for me. It was like one of those things. I was like, I'm looking, but I really want to look away, but I'm looking. Yeah. I don't want to miss anything. Um, I enjoyed the movie, too. Um, Like I said, I thought that Elizabeth Debicki's character, I felt like she was the, she was written well. I felt like Colin Farrell's character was written well. Mm-hmm. Um, Arguably, those two characters to me were, are the most fleshed out in the movie. I, I even, though, I, I really liked, um. I really like Colin Farrell's dad, uh, Robert Duvall's character. What's Robert Duvall? He, how do you fuck that up? Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I really liked his character in this joint too. Because um, you you know, you saw it like, like was he, you know. I don't, there, I don't have any questions about him. Yeah, I, I don't have no questions. Who he is. Exactly. And that's what, that's what, that's what to me means that your character is completely fleshed out. Like whether or not you have questions. Right. I didn't, I didn't have any questions about him. I didn't have any questions about Colin Farrell, what his motivations were, or why he was making the decisions that he was making. Right. If I have to question your decisions, then I'm like, what's going on here? So did we, did we, were we questioning how fast that, uh, what's the girl the, the, that was running really fast? The Cynthia short Arriba. Yeah. yeah. Did, did we question like how fast she just jumped into these opportunities? First of all, I was like, damn, she's run, she's really like running full speed for 20 bucks an hour. Like, I'm not saying that that's like, not no, it was twelve bucks an hour. Excuse me, when when she got the call to do the babysitting, and she was running through the projects mm-hmm. to catch the bus. See, I didn't question her decision. I questioned Michelle Rodriguez's decision. I'm like, you couldn't have vetted a babysitter earlier than like an hour ago. Yeah, and you, you knew just, you was going to this situation. I, I and I definitely questioned like, what app are you using? And like, <laughs> why do you just trust your whole kids? With Usually, this girl you meet the you people first. That's yeah. what my homegirl said when she saw it too. She was like. She was like, yo, don't you don't you meet the people first? I don't like even when you call these people uh to come get your kids, like you meet them first. Yeah, what the hell? That's crazy. They got ratings bro. and stuff though, right? Like <laughs> if they did something bad to your kid, they get like a one star rating. Yeah, but see the rate, like I don't trust I'm not gonna trust the rating system with my kids, man. I'm a tr- I'll trust it with the Uber. I'll trust it with the uh, you know, Airbnb. That's cool. Even the Airbnb is like, all right, you know, somebody could, you know. Sneaking here while you're sleeping and do some crazy shit. But I'm not I'm not even like rolling the dice with my kid though, off a profile pick and five stars, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm just not I'm not rolling the dice but with But again, that. if I'm questioning I wasn't but Cynthia Erivo's character, I fully understand why she's making those choices. Um I did. I mean, obviously she wants to get she 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 wants to get her family out the hood. You know, she wants to get her sister out of debt. Now she's, you know, kind of figure out whatever the situation is. But for her to jump straight into a robbery, though, like that was a little too much. I felt like that was a little too much. It was now, quick. Is, now, is it out of character? She's from the PJ. She's, a she's 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 probably used to being around that kind of energy, so it doesn't really scare her. 
But still, man, she seemed like she was a very smart person. She did seem very smart. You know what I'm saying? She, It'd be like, listen. She kind of did jump into Is that problematic to say that like somebody from the hood would just so easily jump into crime? Hey, I'm going to tell you what. It's not over their head. It's not over the problematic curve here with these with this particular <laughs> yeah. production team. You know what I'm saying? Because Most people th- I know who are poor really value the little bit that they do have, and they're yes. not going to fuck it up. They're not going to, especially if they're working hard. She's got two honest jobs. You know what I'm saying? She's got an honest job on on, on the net. She's got an honest job working at the the hair you know the hair place with her cousin. Like she didn't even like vet the plan to see if it's like foolproof. You see what I'm saying? She was just like, I'm here. What up? You like, see what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm yeah, not gonna be... take no shit off of you, black yeah. bitch. Yeah. You see what like, I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, come on, man. We didn't really think about this too much, bro. Like, yeah. that's what that's all. The more we talk about it, man, we can keep going. We can keep unraveling like how weird this. We're not shit saying is, not man. to go see it because I think it's definitely worth watching. It's entertaining as fuck. It's it entertaining. Is, it is entertaining. It is beautiful too. But I, yeah, I've yeah. a lot of. But see, and that's the thing. Like you said, if this had been an Antoine Fuqua, I'd have been like, oh, okay. But because it's Steve McQueen, I'm like. Mm. So after this movie, man, after this movie, man, like, like, I don't know if I'm gonna be excited to watch his next film. I'm I'm not going to like he kind of went from like a suit, like a God, like director to me in a sense to like a notch. But he's kind of in the Antoine Fuqua category for me now. You know what I'm saying? And that's not and that's not that's not being disrespectful. That's not being disrespectful. But like now I don't expect much from you. You know what I'm saying? But you had some very simple oversights that like just one other person that was actually from Chicago or that was actually, like you said, part of this lifestyle. To, why are to, we, why are to we say, turning to Gillian Flynn? Man, why you turn? Why you? Why? Why is she making the executive decisions on what fucking heist people? Sh- she made Gone Girl, man. Which was great for what it was. <laughs> but completely unrealistic. <laughs> You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like completely unrealistic, man. Like she's into that in the sharp objects lane. Let her stay there. Those were good, you know. But this shit right here, I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry, man. I'm. I'm frustrated. I'm actually more excited to see what she does than him. Damn. Damn. I'm frustrated. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Somebody else got to take the wheel. I'm frustrated, man. So let's talk about what you did like. I like the characters. I liked. Um. The characters were likable, yes. That yeah, that's I even like I actually liked Jamal Manning. Like I was I was actually in some in some instances rooting for him. You're talking about Bri- Henry, Brian Tyree. Brian Tyree. Tyree. Yeah. 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 I, I, I appreciated what he was. I didn't need the scene with him. Well, I felt like that scene with him threatening Viola Davis's character, I felt like that was more Jatem's he should have been I, doing that. I agree. Yeah. Um especially because I okay. I know people. Who live in the street? We've established that in this conversation, right. right? I know people who are not on the up and up. I don't know people who live their life that way that are that stupid. Yeah, that was just and it was stupid dumb. on his part. And we're back in negative territory, but he did a good job. But it was stupid on his part because you're running for office, you're yes. going to threaten her yourself, and she's in this building with all these fucking cameras. Damn, you need buffers. That's the one thing about politics and Godfather that I learned. You need buffers, bro. If you're gonna call a hit on somebody, you gotta. Tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody so that way you have plausible deniability. And then even when you tell somebody, you ain't really telling nobody. You're like, well, we got a problem. (laughs) And when you say we got a problem, that person that you're talking to knows what they know what we have a problem means. You know what I'm saying? That we got what's expected of them. What was the movie that we were watching and we got that scene in? It was like Catherine Keener and 
they said some, what was the movie that just came out with Catherine Keener that we talked about? <laughs> Catherine Keener's in Get Out. Yeah, but there was a, <laughs> isn't there? But there was another film where she had to make a decision about something. It was something on some high level politics shit. Well, she was high in, level uh, governmental shit. Well, she was in Homecoming, but she was like. In the podcast version of Homecoming. Yeah, I, I don't remember seeing her in the show. Oh, yeah, she was Is she Julia show. Roberts' character? Yeah. Okay. Damn. I can totally see that. Catherine Keener, who yeah, I love. Well, yeah, I don't we, even know what you're talking about. We just, we, and I'm sorry that we're making a tangent, but now I have to address this because my mind is completely on this. You don't remember, there was a movie that we just talked about, and she was forced to oh, make like a hard yeah, decision. Sicario. Sicario, Sicario 2. Sicario 2. Oh, yeah. yes. That's Sicario why I don't 2. know because I didn't yeah. watch that. And, yeah, and she had, and she, you remember uh, yeah. Matthew Modine's character, he said something that was very indirect, and yeah. she, she, she knew what the fuck he meant. Yeah, exactly. And she handed them, and them orders down. See, Taylor Sheridan, that motherfucker can write. You see? You're saying that that's who he should have hired. <laughs> what? Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. This would have been a he way better film. Yeah. If Taylor Sheridan would have wrote this. He would have did way more research. I think Gillian Flynn was probably like, I'm from Chicago. I know Chicago. I can do this. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, so what What else did I like about this film? Um, I, I keep coming back to the characters. I, okay. I like the characters, too. I like I like that we get to see Daniel Kaluuya as not a victim. Okay. Um, I like, I like that we get to see him as menacing because... What we've seen of him, like since his real rise to fame, I don't think we've gotten to see that before. I can agree. Um, I like to see Brian Tyree Henry doing something other than Paperboy, which we did get to see on This Is Us, but this is a much bigger flat boy. Well, he was uh, on White Boy Rick too. I have, I didn't see that. I didn't see it either. Mm. Um, but was he a dope boy in White Boy Rick? I mean, he's a dope boy in this movie, kind of. Yeah. But it's not the same thing as like he's yeah, not I he's think... not the same thing as Paperboy. It's a different character, right? I and I he... and I still believe him in this movie. I... I agree. I like this role for him, and I believe them. I believe everybody. That I mean, the acting is is pretty good. I be, I can't think of a, a person in the movie who I don't believe where yeah, they drop kinda, the ball acting. I kind of didn't believe Cynthia Erivo because I just I felt like she was kind of her acting just didn't sit right with me. Mm. It kind of felt like she was coming off Broadway, basically, mm. like the way she was delivering some of her lines. I didn't really believe that she was like from Chicago. Mm. And she she's might be not, in real life. Yeah, no, I don't know if she is or not. I don't. Is she American? But it, it's like what you were saying with the John <laughs> in the uh, Creed or whatever. Yeah. It's like that conversation that you could tell she's not really from there, right? And and that I just some of her dialogue and stuff. I was just like, I don't know if right. this feels right. Gotcha. Where is she from? I don't know, but I, 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 I want to see her in more though. I like I liked her. Uh, I I see what you're saying, and that's how I felt about her in Bad Times. Oh yeah, you didn't feel she was real, but she had she was such a great she had such a great singing voice. I think I could feel that was no. Real. I was I was she was loving on me with her voice. Bad like, times was a musical. No. Oh no, she's a singer. Bad times movie. at the Air Royale. Yeah, she, yeah. she's British. I knew it. Oh, I she knew, is. Yeah, oh. I knew it. Wow. Well, yeah. This guy, man. So no, she's wow. not from Chicago. So <laughs> can can somebody answer me this, man? The guys who were rapping at the beginning, right, in that whole scene. Don't get me started with that scene, the rapping shit. What the fuck? Why were they locked up in the thing rapping? Please, you answer that. <laughs> I didn't get that either. Cause I, cause like I looked down at my phone, and I looked up, and I was like, the fuck? Yeah, why are these niggas locked up in the basement inside of one of those big musical, like you roll it around something from like a concert <laughs> yeah. that they haul around big luggage in. They got these motherfuckers locked in here in a storage locker, basically, and they're rapping. 
in there rapping. Like this is <laughs> what you like. You're in danger. Like somebody locks yeah. you inside of a fucking rolling storage unit and Why you're were they rapping. In there? They were because they were the two men that were at the uh, drop or whatever that got robbed. So that's why they put them in there. So I See, guess I, missed that. So I, I guess they were holding them until the danger came to question them. So in the midst of them waiting for their fate to be, they they freestyled. You understand what I'm saying? Like like really? Like your your life really is just, on the shelf. It was just a setup for a payoff later on, basically. A oh. few, few minutes later, but yeah. we didn't need that. It was like that whole scene could have been the exact same scene without the fucking freestyling. You could have been. He could have been trying to explain what was happening. Yo, we, we were. And he could have been doing it. The Daniel could have been doing the same thing. You know, like the Samuel oh. L. Jackson thing, yeah. Brett. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I broke your concentration. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we didn't, ha- we didn't need the rapping. Why did we get the rapping? Then why do we get the non-Chicago rapping? <laughs> <laughs> because, well, technically there are Chicago rapping, but I guess he's just trying to He's just trying to shade like different parts of Chicago culture into this movie, but he's not doing it very well. But it seems like oh, the only yeah. Chicago culture that he's trying he's he's doing wrong is the black shit. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Like this movie didn't have to be set in Chicago. <laughs> I thought honestly, when they were talking the ward shit, I thought they were in Houston or, or Louisiana. In yeah, New I Orleans. thought so first. I think I told you I was like, are they in Houston? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't give a fuck where they were at. <laughs> This guy, this guy, man, I'm telling you, man. Okay, so can I, can I, can I address the elephant in the room? Because I keep saying it over and over, but I'm not say, speaking to specifically what I mean. Okay. So, the it, and it has come up, and I've I've had the thought, right? Okay. And I I began having the thought, and twelve years a slave. Oh shit! Okay. You know where we're going? Yes. I feel like I do, but I want you to say it, so okay. I don't. So I'm not assuming anymore. Okay. There are African American stories. Yes. And for whatever reason, we love to let Afro British people tell our stories. Yeah. And as much as I like to see them have opportunities, and I feel like he did a good job with that story, it's not your story. So you're you're disconnected from it. And because you're disconnected from it, are you actually able to tell it well? So here's the thing. I agree with 100% what you're saying. I feel like this, this was a broader conversation than black and white. This was, this was bigger than the African-American story. Well, it's an American story. Right, which is fine. That's cool. You know, like the British has a lot of crime, too. You know, I've seen Snatch. That happened in that's the UK. You know you what I'm saying? an American person can tell that story as well as somebody who's not from there? Well, we're ta- well when we start talking about the, the, the criminal texture, I don't think that there's anything in the criminal texture that's proprietary to here and there. Not necessarily, but when you want to throw in those talking points, then it this then it does what become. I'm, but that's what I'm saying. It becomes that. that I, and that and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that crime is proprietary to African American people. Not at all. Right. And proprietary. Um. Right. And I'm not. And I'm. And especially in this story, because the men who are committing this the the large crime here, right? The violent crime here. Right. Because what the black people are doing is retaliatory, right? right? The people who are orchestrating the larger crime and who have their hands like really dirty in politics, they're not black people, right? Right. But from the perspective, right, of what would motivate these people, how they would react in these situations and writing and how to flesh them out. Like, how are you telling these people's story if you're not 
of that culture and and what kind of what kind of cultural connections are you missing so that but then then that's where Gillian Flynn comes in because you know she maybe she should have been the one that was really writing to the texture and keeping it authentic to the American side of things. Okay, this is what I'm trying to say in a nice way. When do you when do you say I have a limitation? When, when do you, when does who say that? Anyone. Cuz well, cuz an artist is not going to say that. You should. You should. You should. To some degree. You know who I felt like what what's what's um Simon whatever that the wire. S- S- David Simon. David Simon. Yeah. He knew what he was good at in that situation, Uh and he recognized where his blind spots were, and he knew where his limitations were, and he found people who could fill in the gaps because they didn't have the same limitations as him. Right. And I think it is irresponsible to not do that. And I feel like that's what happened here, Mm. and it became a shit show. Well, see, I I can agree. Like, I I think the movie could have lived in the criminal landscape without us getting all of these, like... um, with, uh, without all of these uh, stories of social and social, and- we didn't like the political. I'm cool with because that kind of lays the background for you know the juxtaposition of what's actually happening. Like this guy, his camp, essentially his campaign money got fucked. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. the, the money to push him past a certain point got fucked. So, you know, that I'm I'm okay with that. Like Peaky Blinders, you know, the movie, I mean stuff like that. But why did why did he why did he even have to be a dope dealer? Why did he have to be that? Oh man, that's a great that's a great question. That's what I'm saying. Whose decision? I wanna know whose decision it was to do this. I wanna know, did it come out of the original script or was it the producer that got attached to this and said, Listen, we gotta have something that makes black people wanna watch this or make this more of a social construct? I I want to now see the original miniseries of Widows because I want to know how much of this is like him shyracking. Well, let's just make it Chicago. Yeah. Like, how much of it is is that? Like, I, I feel like I. So I agree, but even that, that's not going to answer my question. That's not going to answer the question of who's who made the decision to go in that direction. Somebody who didn't know what their limitations were. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Not only that, but they didn't even hire people to know what their limitations were. You know what I'm saying? They like, don't care. I'm a fucking artist. They don't care. Uh, they don't care that they're telling your story. In a way that is not familiar to you because it's not your story. It's their it's their inference of what your story is. Right. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's interesting. It's it's problematic. And then so now, I now think, with I, a black kid uh-huh. getting killed because he fucking swan dove <laughs> into the glove compartment without acknowledging a cop, how many white people are gonna say? Or how many people, excuse me, not just white people, just people that are like Pro, you know, yeah, pro like (laughs) cop, you know, he wouldn't do this unless he had a reason. Or anti-Black Lives Matter, yeah. Yeah, that too. Like, how much ammunition did you just give them in that scene, man? When we could have just rodimized the whole shit, man. (laughs) We really could have, man. Oh, it makes me sick to my stomach. Because it's like, yo, just got to be very careful. And and I have to do this. Like, I just got to be very careful of who I hold to a high regard, man. Because like being a good artist and having the ability to speak on some social shit are two totally different skill sets, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I did not go into fucking widows expecting to be hand shoved social issues into my throat, like forced. I really just thought I was going to watch a good heist so, film. So had they been had they been more 
delicate and deliberate and authentic messages? Would you have been re- ready to receive them? I, I, maybe, but I still would have looked at it like, damn, I, I wasn't going here for that. Mm. It just would have been icing on the cake, but I guess. I, I, I hear you, I usually hear you but I, I'm just, that's not my question. You're right. My question is not what you're showing up for. My my question is, you got this other thing that you didn't show up for. How 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 willing to receive it are you if you feel like it's authentic or helpful? <sighs> to be honest, I wasn't looking at it until it was bad. So I don't even think I would have recognized it for real. And I think the only reason why it stands out to me is because it was dumb. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if some if the, if some cops would have killed a kid. I just told you if they wanted to continue to to to, to talk about race, he could have had sickle cell. The cops didn't have to kill him. Didn't have to, right? So that's that's more of what I'm saying is like if it was done a little bit more tactfully. Actually, I probably still would have had a problem with the honestly movie. when she said if I hadn't been his mom, maybe he would still be alive. I immediately thought, oh, he had sickle cell. <laughs> that's ex- I immediately that's thought that. Like, that's yeah, funny. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, it just, it just, that was just, this is just the wrong I understand that's not how it. sickle cell works. People don't eat me up, but still, <laughs> right. I understand that the dad is white, and so that would make that really, really hard to sell. But right. just, just go with me here. Yeah. It could have been something else. I think just, intro, just the mere fact of introducing it was just like, it was just, it was just a dumb decision, man. And, and I, I actually don't think I would have received it well if it was still done good. I think it still would have been like, unnecessary. What are we doing? Like, I thought we were watching a height. I don't go into fucking Commando or Rambo. Okay, I hear you. Okay, but like, you sound like the people who were mad at Beyonce for having the X on the field and dressing up like the Black Panther for the Super Bowl. Shit, I get get your point. I get your point. I expect you to sing and dance. You're going to sing and dance. I don't want to be educated. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I I, I see your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me dial it back. I'm not telling you you need to dial it back. I'm just, that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And no, you don't have yeah, to apologize. You, that you don't have to apologize for that either. You don't owe an apology. You don't have to dial it back. Just understand, like, you should, you get something. I'm okay with getting something. I'm okay with it having those elements, right? Uh-huh. It just was executed poorly. If they would have right. delivered that in a way that resonated with me, that I felt like what made sense, that I felt like wasn't problematic. Mm-hmm. Then, then fine. You'd have been cool. Even the cop killing the kid. Right. Like I said, I I wasn't. It didn't elicit anything. I felt the same way. I was like, oh, the kid's moving all erratic and shit in the car after they've given him commands, and now he's dead. Like I was like, oh okay. This motherfucker swan <laughs> into the glove compartment and didn't acknowledge the cops, yo. And hold on, wait for it in a convertible. Like it's not like there was a bunch of obstructions and you couldn't see the cop. All you had to do was hit him with one of these. I'm sorry. Let me go. I'm going. You understand what I'm saying? I don't. Oh, anyway, man. <sighs> Jesus, <laughs> He's exhausted. Yeah, because it's just so fucking. I just who, still watch decision? the movie because we want to know what you think. We want to know if you think that we're just team too much. If we're doing the most, if we're just hating on this movie for no reason. Like, please watch it. Martin, man, I want to hear more of your perspective, man, because you seem to really like the movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can recognize all these things. I think they were trying to be authentic with the movie. And in trying to be authentic, it was very inauthentic at parts. I think most people who watch the movie, I think I think the vast the majority of people that watch this movie are gonna be white. I don't think that many black people like looked at it 
they probably won't know. There's a bunch of interracial couples in my theater. Oh, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Mm. I saw at least five. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think most of the people, they're going to be white, and I don't think they're going to go that deep into it. Mm-hmm. Like, they they might be way more sympathetic to uh, the cop killing than you are, I guess, and then us, even though we know how inauthentic it is. And I think just them having shades of all these Chicago issues, I think they felt like they were doing it justice, but really they didn't. But, I mean, I could look past that because, I mean, honestly, I'm a sucker for heist movies. Like, if it's a heist movie, even if it's a bad one, I'm, I just love being there. Like, I like focus, so. Like. What, what, what makes you think that more white people will go see this movie? Because I, I, because I, it's, I didn't I think experience it's, I think that. It's there press, was not very many white people in the theater yeah. with me. But you went to you went to um, military, though. I did, but there's it doesn't matter. I go to military to see everything. And I've gone, when I went to see, uh, the second time, I went to see um, Nat Turner. What was it? Birth of a Nation? Nation. It was oh, mostly yeah. white people in this theater. I go see black shit, and there's a lot of white people in the theater. I don't know that, I feel like this movie wasn't really marketed to white people. And I, I don't agree. think black people cared about it. Yeah, I don't think black people cared about it. Definitely. And I don't think white people cared about it either. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think it did well. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I don't yeah. think it made his money back. Yeah. In no. the box office. And then it dropped at a bad time. I mean, you turn around. I think the same weekend it dropped, the the Fantastic Beast thing came out. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man. I mean, yeah. This I is guess a tax it, it goes to like what we man. were saying. How you, like you said, Fantastic Beast isn't really for kids. Mm-hmm. I think they thought. Fantastic Beast was going to be for kids. Widows was going to be for adults, and the adults were going to go see Widows. The kids were going to see Fantastic Beast, but it just ended up being I everybody. I feel like I that. am the target market for this movie, and I yeah. went to see Fantastic Beasts, yeah. and I think that says a lot about how they release marketing and to whom and for whom and when and how they who how they think about these things. Because I feel like this is a movie for me. Right. <laughs> so and I and 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 you guys went when it opened yeah. and I went I was to, excited and I went going. to the Wizarding World. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was excited about going but I'm also I'm also very excited about movies that are not mainstream. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like I mean I, I get excited yeah. about some mainstream movies but I do look for the this Oscar contenders. I mean yeah, it's sure definitely it is not it's, an Oscar it, contender. It, this, if it if it if it wins any I will be amazed. No, if, I can if see, this gets if this gets nominated I'm going to be outraged. I can I'm see be it being nominated for some stuff. Maybe like, like what? <laughs> maybe sound like design Daniel. like what? <laughs> I can see I not saying that it deserved it, but I think I could see them doing it for Daniel Kaluuya. I'll accept I can see that. I can see maybe Best original adapted screenplay or something no, like that. I, cannot I, that. I could see them doing that just off the strength of like Gillian Flynn, Gillian Flynn and um, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. I can see I can see them doing. If that. If they do that, I know it's rigged. I mean, I already know like Oscars is rigged, but if they if that happens in in a year, mind you, 2018 was a great year for movies in yeah. my opinion. And if this gets nominated for any anything screen with a fucking S in it, forget screenplay. Anything with an S, sound score, <laughs> screenplay, anything with an S. Cinematography. That's a C. That's yeah. a C. Yeah, the cinematography. I, I keep. I'll. I'll keep that. I'll take that. But anything outside of Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya's character or cinematography, I'm. I'm. I'm off the. I'm off the bandwagon. G. I mean, I'm already off the bandwagon, but like, it's stupid. Nah, Vi- Viola's gonna get a nomination just because she's Viola. Nah. What else is she in this year? Because I don't want her to win for this. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't even want her to get nominated for this. I, I hate to be know. the hater. 
I hate to be that. Hater. I know. Just so we're clear, y'all, we love her and we want her to win, but not for this. Yeah. It was like when Halle got it from Monsters Ball. We were like, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I saw that in um in the uh, black in the African American museum. Like she was holding her joint for Monsters Ball. I was like, why'd y'all put? <laughs> why y'all, why y'all <laughs> <doing this shit? laughs> but she was like right next to Denzel, and they had it both like this. I was like, yo, watch y'all put that in there. Yeah, yeah dog. I think just to your point of what you were just saying about like being marketed to you and you didn't even go see. I think I think the the whole moral of this conversation is there was a lot of people that were not good at their jobs <laughs> or, on know your limitations. To this film, you know what I'm saying? Like and that 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 extends out to the marketing department. Um you know, it, there was just a lot of bad decisions that were made on this film, man. And 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 for it to be the follow-up film to Steve McQueen to you know to 12 Years a Slave, I was just highly disappointed. Well, man. I would think that that's because the writer probably did the heavy lifting and he kind of said that. So. But he said this was a passion project. No, no, no. I'm saying that the writer did the heavy lifting for 12 years and I've, oh. they famously did not get along. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Let me see what else I had here in my paper. Um, I think that was well, it, man. I guess in, in my, my idea is that like there's, I think there just needs to be more black women like screenwriting, I guess, heist movies maybe, because that, that would have covered all the bases. Mm-hmm. I think there are screenwriters or there are directors who could have probably done a really good heist movie about women. Mm-hmm. But I think now, like if even if you look at Suspiria, it's getting, it's a very feminist movie, but it's getting like a lot of criticism because it's like, I think it's a male director and a male screenwriter, I think. So it's like. Which one is this? Suspiria. Suspiria. Yeah. Mm. That's a, yeah, it's a horror movie. Whatever. It's like based off a Dario Agenta movie. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. I, I I can't, I can't defend it too much. I mean, but I still liked it. It's a heist movie. <laughs> cool. I, I see what they it. were going for. I mean. Mm, cool story, bro. Yeah. You know, so anyway, man. Yeah, because Leezy has at four times now has done the wrap it up shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now I guess we need to wrap it up. Um, but yeah, man, that's it. I I, I just want to cut off at this point, man. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Facebook at Kinda Movie Critics, uh, Twitter Kinda Movie Crits C R I T S. Um, wait for DVD or Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Just just wait. Just yeah. wait. That's my that's Treasy's opinion. So yeah, definitely um, reach out to us. Let us know what you're excited about, and that maybe we can get excited about some things too. Um, other than Beale Street, like I I got nothing. The Destroyer. Okay. The I forgot Destroyer. Oh, yeah. The Nicole Kidman, and then after seeing um, is it Alita? The the preview Alita for Battle Alita. Angel. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that. The Robert Rodriguez, yeah, Robert Rodriguez, James yeah. Cameron shit. That looks good. Um. And there's a in Bill Street for sure, a hundred percent for sure. Well, then I spoke too soon, but yeah, I'm excited about Bill Street. Like, yeah. yeah, so and Dune, which I just looked up, and we'll talk about that bullshit in a second. But oh, okay. Dune's happening like five years from now, probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably a lot of post. Um, cool, man. That's it. We're gonna leave it here. Why not? All right, leave it here. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, yeah, that's that, man. And uh, remember, we call ourselves kind of movie critics. Because we kind of are and we're kind of not. Just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.